Today's shir is Masech Yavamas Daf Mem Beis. We will begin on Daf Mem Aleph on the Beis. Two lines from the bottom. Teaches us the Gemara Tanur Rabbanon Yavamas Shachot Sloi Achim B'Toish If one of the brothers did chalitza with this Yavama within three months of the death of the husband, Tzricha Lahamten Shloisha Chadoshim. You have to wait for three months till after for three months after the death of the husband. And Tysus proves based on this brysa that even though as we learned quite extensively in our previous year that chalitza should not be done within the first three months of the death of the husband, that B'dievet, if the chalitza was done within those three months, the chalitza is valid and she doesn't have to have chalitza done another time after the three months of are over. So again, says the Brisa, she has to wait for a total of three months after the husband's death. But if the chalitza was done after three months from when the from when the husband is died, died, then there is no need to wait those three months. Have we learn from here? When our Mishnah said that you have to, a woman has to wait for three months after the death of a husband, it means Mishas Mises Habal from when the husband dies, Veloy Mishas Chalitza and not from when the Yavim does Chalitza. And as I saw the Rishonim explain in name Tosis Kotsu Benatam that the reason. We, we, we would think differently is because the, the relationship of a Yavam and a Yavama, as we've been learning so often in our Masechta, is a very serious and significant one. And since it's a very serious and significant relationship, we would perhaps think that you have to wait, that you also have to wait after his, after the Chalitza three months, that's why we're learning that you don't. But ask the Gemara, why is this any different from a get? That the halacha is that grav Oma, that a woman who gets divorced, she has to wait for three months. And says Rav, from when do we start counting those three months? Mishas Nasina, from when the get was actually given. Shmuel Amr, we start counting the three months from the time that the get was written. Because Rav's opinion is, now, if we're going to start counting from when the get was written, maybe this person went off to, Gir, to Medina Siam and he divorced both wives on the same day. In those days, traveling overseas was quite dangerous. And a husband who did not want to leave his wife, an Agunas, would give a get. But, and he gave the get the day he left. But he had two wives. And one wife, he wrote the get a month earlier. And the other one, he wrote the get a, day, a month later. And, but he gave both getting on the same day. So Rav says, people are going to see, if we go, if we follow the time of the Ksiva, they're going to say, there's something difficult to understand. They both got the get on the same day. Yet one woman, we're allowing to get married a month earlier. And people are not going to be able to understand that. And that's why Rav says, we always wait, Mishas Nasina. We always do it from the Shas Nasina. 
The question, of course, is why should we think that Shask Siva is a time to count from? The woman is not divorced until she actually receives the get. So the Ramosha and the Igris Moshe gives two explanations. One is that even though the get, of course, is not really effective until the get is actually given to the woman, that's only, says Ramosha, that she's not considered divorced. But from when the get is actually written, the husband and wife can no longer be alone. In fact, if they are alone, that would nullify the get. And therefore, since Shask Siva does accomplish something, that's why Shmuel says we count from the Shask Siva. Rav, given the explanation we just gave, the concern that we just gave, says we count Mishas Nixina. So the question is, according to Rav, since we count Mishas Nixina, but we just learned that they're not allowed to be together from the time that the get was written. And if they were together, the get would become null and void. So why is the halacha that we wait from the Shas Nasina, we ought to wait from the Shas Ksiva. And the same thing by Chalitza. We should wait from the Chalitza that people should not make the mistake and think that the Chalitza was done, that people should not make any mistakes when they think that the, get, the Chalitza was done and will think that she could get married earlier. Says the Gemara Amarava, yes, even after Chalitza, we have to wait for three months after the Chalitza. And just like by Get, even though we know that this couple could not have possibly had relations from when the Get was written, we still wait from the Shas Nasina. So too, by the Shas, by the Chalitza, we wait from the time of the actual Chalitza. And says the Gemara, because we could have a Kavachoymer. If somebody doesn't want to do Chalitza, he only wants to do Yibam. So then, if it turns out that she was pregnant, it would be a very serious iser if he had relations with her. Because if she's pregnant and has a viable child, that woman is an Eishasach. As we often say in Ashurim, she is an Eishasach with a serious erva. So it's Isakaris. And still, Hitartu, you're going to say that she could get married. Isalav, when a woman who is not not married, like when she's not pregnant. So that's why the Hachazal said that we should have to wait three months after the Chalitza. We learned in the Mishnah further, came called Sharonashim, all other women that were divorced, who became Amonis. The Allah is, we have to wait three months. Says the Gemara, Bishlami Yavama, ask the Gemara, we understand why Chazal was so concerned as we keep on repeating, because if she's pregnant, having relations with her, she's pregnant with a viable child, is an issue of Eishasach, Kramarin. Ella asked the Gemara, Shakal, Nashim, all other women, why are we so concerned if she gets married and we don't know exactly who the father and she gets pregnant and we're not exactly sure who the father is? Am I? What is the great concern? Answers the Gemara, the Pasuk says that Kodesh Baruch Hu said to Avram Avinu, it's critical that in Klai Yisrael we should know who is who. 
Lahafchin, we need to know Ben Zara Shal Rishon Lazara Shal Sheni. It's critical we should know who is the parent. And therefore, since we need to know who is the parent, that's why we have to have this Havchana. Masav Rava asks Rava that if the issue is Havchana, the Bryce says, if a couple, both of them, were married to each other before they became Gerim, they have to wait for three months after the, the Gerim to have to get married, to, to have relations. And Taisus, in the Taisus Yishonim, bring a raya from here that a couple who are married as non-Jews may get, re- and then they both become Gerim, a latter get remarried. Says the Gemara, but here there's no question who the parents are. So why is there the need for this three-month period? What kind of a chana? It's not a question that we don't know who the father is. Answers the Gemara, there's a real concern here as well. Because we need to be able to determine between a child that was con- conceived when both parents were already gayrim, between child, children, between the child that might have been conceived when the parents aren't yet, aren't yet Jewish. Rav Amma, Rav says that the reason we always have to wait three months is not for the reason that we just explained, to be able to know definitively who is the parent. But Rav says a different reason. Zera, we have to be concerned, Shema Yisa The concern is that maybe this woman is still pregnant from her first husband. And then she'll have a baby after seven months when she got married to the second husband. And we, people will think that this child is the son of the second husband that was born seven months after they got married. But really, he's the son of the first husband. And now, what well, we need to be concerned, that maybe this son, who thinks he's really the son of the second husband, but is really the son of the first husband, the Yisa, and he'll marry the daughter of the first husband thinking that they're totally unrelated. But really, that girl is a chayseh She may be his sister because they share the same sister. There's another concern, says the Gemara, that let's say she'll have another son from a second husband after she had this son that we're not sure who his father is. Everybody would think that these two are full-fledged brothers, that they share the same father. But really, they don't share the same father. They maybe share the same mother, but they don't share the same father because he's really the son of the first man. And they're therefore only maternal brothers, not maternal brothers. Now, the second brother, the second son, born from the, the second son who's born after this woman is married to the second husband, will die without children. He'll think that this first child will think that he is a paternal brother. And he'll do Yibam on that woman. But not only will he not have fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibam, it's a lot worse because she is his maternal brother's wife. And a maternal brother's wife is an Isser Daraisa. 
and there is no Yibam by maternal brother, so he'll be over a very serious Avera. He'll be over a very serious Avera of having relations with his sister, with his brother's wife, not in the setting of not in the setting of of a mitzvah. Or another reason, says the Gemara, that we may what may happen was that maybe she's pregnant from the first husband and she'll have the baby after she married the second husband and they'll think that he's the son of the second husband. And really, she's the son, he's the son of the first husband. And what's going to happen is that he will then grow up and he'll die without children. Maybe there'll be a brother from the first husband and he'll die without children and he'll think and they'll think that she doesn't have and he's, he would be maybe the only possible brother but he doesn't think he's his brother and or another case maybe she's pregnant from the first husband and she's going to have this baby and people are going to think that he's the son of the second husband and really he's the son of the first husband and if the if he has other children, he'll do yibum. And because of all these cases, Chazal said we have to wait three months. And similarly, says Rava, that's going to be the case by Ger and Giyaris. Still, because we won't wait the three months, people will think that they're full-fledged brothers. And they'll think that this brother could do yibum with one of his other brothers, who certainly were born after the parents were Jewish, after the parents converted. But really, if he was born when they weren't Jewish, or he was conceived when they weren't Jewish, he's not considered a brother, and he shouldn't be doing Yibam. And therefore, because of all these concerns, says Rava, that even the Ger and Giyaris should have this three-month period in between. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins, however, that a brother, a, a machzikushasai, if somebody divorced his wife, and as we often say, the halach is if somebody divorces his wife, and then she doesn't get and she doesn't get remarried to someone else, the halach is he could take her back. There, the halach is you don't have to wait the three months because our Gemara is syndicating that the only time we worry about a couple who gets remarried that they have to wait the three months, is by Ger and the Giyaris. Because we just gave the explanation what kind of a issues could arise by the Ger and the Giyaris. But by people who aren't Ger and Giyaris, that we don't have this concern, the Allah is that they could get remarried and they need, they need not wait the three months. Our Gemara just discussed various serious concerns that could come up with various different concerns that could come up if somebody doesn't know who is really his father, what kind of very serious repercussions it could have. The Sefer Cheshuke Chemed discusses a situation where there were two brothers, Ruven and Shimon. One of the brothers had a very large family, he had 11 children, and the other brother did not have any children. And the brother who had Baruch Shem, this large family, felt very bad for his brother who has no children, and he went 
and he gave one of his children to his brother to raise as his own son. And none of them, neither set of parents, the only one that knows what happened here are the two sets of parents. And they never told, the uncle never told his nephew that he raised as a son that really, you're not my son, you're really my nephew. And the question is, what is the Is that appropriate that they should not say? And Rav Yitzhak Zilverstein Shlita and his Sefer Cheshuki Chemed discusses all the various concerns that could come up because you don't reveal what's happening. Cousins are allowed to get married. And this boy may think that he's a son of the other brother, he's not a nephew, and he'll marry Shalom, his sister, thinking that she is a cousin. He also goes into a discussion that is there an issue of Kiberav Ein? By not, he doesn't know who his real father is. He thinks that that, uh, that is his uncle. And he could be deprived or maybe even, violate, maybe even violate the mitzvah of Kibar of Ein. And there are all sorts of considerations. Another consideration that he mentions is what happens if this boy who was adopted by his uncle will die without children. Now he's convinced that he has no siblings, but he actually has 10 siblings. And his wife will think that she could get married without Yibam Mechalitza, but she doesn't. And therefore, he says that it's critical that as much as sometimes it's difficult and painful to tell somebody that they're adapted, it's critical to tell them that they're adapted. And not only that it's important to determine that tell the person who's adapted, it's important to tell the person who they are adapted from if they know, especially if the parents are Jewish, because there there are many serious repercussions that really have all been identified in our Gemara that could happen by not that could happen by not notifying what's really the case. Master of Chananya asked the Gemara. Rav just said that all the reason the reason why we have to notif- we have to wait these three months because we may end up with all these different issues. Master Chananya, we learn in the Brisa, all the women who are not allowed to have who are not allowed to get married to have yibam and ikaribahem. I say the reason is mishum takanas erva. The concern is that you may end up living with erva. But now we've learned that the issue is not the erva marrying somebody who they're not supposed to marry. The concern is the current of Vlad. This child won't know who his parents is. Vimisa, so if that's the case, why did he have to say that the erva, Kula, Amishim Takanis erva? Says the Gemara, Hi, Mishim Takanis Vlad. What was meant to say is, we're concerned about the child. The law, what the Bryce meant was, because if we don't, if the child won't know who his true father is, if the child won't know who his true father is, is the concern is the erva that this child will end up marrying an erva. Other women, however, sometimes the iser is not because of the child; it's because of them themselves. But now the Gemara says. Nada Gemara tries to analyze why does it we why do we have to wait three months? 
Why is it we could come up with scenarios that you wouldn't have to wait that long? It says Rabbi Shlomo, Tamtum Shnei to let her get married after two months, law is not good, the highness faker. Because if she'll get married after two months, and then she'll have a baby, we won't know that what is the status, if she'll have seven, a baby after seven months, after her remarriage, we won't know if he's the son of the first husband, and or the second husband's son. As Gemara, however, in those days, a child that was born in the eighth month cannot survive. So if she's going to get married after one month, and now if she has a baby after seven months, it must be that he's the second one's son. Because if she was if she was the son of the first husband, that means he was born to eight months. And we just said that a child that's born to eight months cannot survive. Because if she'll have a baby, if we'll say that she'll have a baby after eight months, then we know that he's the first one's son. So here we know for sure who's the father. If she has a baby by seven months, we know she's the, he's the second one's child. If she has a baby by eight months, we know for sure she's, he's the son of the first husband. Says the Gemara, in even if she'll have a baby at eight months, that that won't be necessarily a proof that he's the son of the first husband. Because if we're going to wait only month, one month, we won't be able to know. Because we could still say that she, he's the child of the second husband. I, if he's a child of the second husband, he's an eighth-month child. An eighth-month child won't survive. There's no child that's born by eighth month. Says the Gemara, that's assuming that she became pregnant as soon as they got married. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they got married right away. They got pregnant right away. Maybe she got pregnant only a month after she got remarried. And then this child is the child that's born seven months after she got married. So again, we have this confusion. And because of that, don't we, waiting a month is not going to work. Why do we have to wait two, three months? Why isn't two and a half months enough? And then, because if she's going to get have a baby seven months after the second marriage, so we'll know for sure that he's the son of the second husband. If she'll have a baby by six and a half months, we know she can't have possibly been a baby from the second husband, because you don't have a baby that early. He must be from the first husband, and because if she got pregnant from the second husband, a child, how could you have a child only after six in a month, not month? Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, if she'll get married after two and a half months, and then she'll have a baby six and a half months later, we still may, it's she, he still could be the child of the second husband. Why? Even though the says that a woman who has a baby to nine months, any doesn't have a child until she comes full term nine months. 
Yoledis Lashiva, a child that's born after seven months, doesn't have to be wait, doesn't have to be a full seven months. Yoledis time can be even less than seven months. Where do we see this? Because the Pasuk says regarding the birth of Shmuel, Vahilat Kufas Yamim, Vatar Khanavatela Ben, Vatikra Shmai Shmuel. Meet Kufas, when we speak about Kufas, means Shtayim. And each Tkufa, each season, is three months. So that's six months. Umit Yomim, whenever the Pasuk says Yomim, the minimum amount of days is two days. So we see that a baby that's born to seven months doesn't have to wait seven months. It could even be six months and a couple of days. And therefore, this baby that will be born to six and a half months, we cannot know for sure, we won't know for sure who is the father. Is it the first or the second. The Bukhar Shah says a very interesting point. He says, even though Al Gemara just taught us that a baby doesn't have to wait for seven months, it could even be born, a baby that's born early could be born after six months and two days, he says that this is only by tzaddikim. He says that we find by tzaddikim, Moshe Rabbeinu, Peretz, Zarach, they were all people that were, were born early. So he says, because what happens is, explains the B'char Shar, that as soon as a child is born, the Yetzirah comes to him. He gets a Yetzirah. So a person who's not a tzaddik, we want to delay him getting a Yetzirah. A tzaddik who doesn't have a Yetzirah, who, who, doesn't, who the Yetzirah doesn't prevail over him, can be born earlier, we're not worried that why will we give him a Yetzirah earlier. Another pshat that I saw is that the tzaddik wants that the tzaddik wants to a regular child wants to be born later. The reason a regular child wants to be born later, because as we know is while a child is in its mother's womb, Melandum Kula. We teach him the entire Torah. So on one hand, that's fantastic. But on the other hand, as we know, the child, as soon as he's born, forgets all of the Torah that he learned. And therefore, there's no point in really staying there and learning. So we have to look at this type of child. If it's a child that when he's going to come out, he's going to spend his life learning Torah, he should come out earlier and learn Torah that he won't forget. But if this is a child that when he's going to come out, he's anyway not going to learn Torah, so he might as well stay in his mother's womb and learn the Torah, even though it's going to be Torah that he's going to forget. But continues the Gemara. But Tamtamashu, why can't she get married a week or two as after her husband, after her first marriage ends? Says the Gemara, but say, and she should get married. And then, when three months are up, Livdika, we should examine her because a woman's breast change once she's pregnant. So we're going to examine her. We're going to examine her and at three months, we'll see that certainly she's pregnant from the first husband and she must have gotten pregnant close to his death. And that's why we could tell that she's pregnant from her first husband. But if we won't see if the examination will show that she's not pregnant and she only gets these physical changes later, we'll know that she must be pregnant from the second husband. 
So just examine her and see, and that you don't have to wait, explain the Rishonim, for three months. Answers the Gemara. Amr of Safra, that examination is a very embarrassing type of, imba- of a v- investigation. And since it's a very embarrassing type of investigation, it's not something that we want to do. But ask the Gemara, a woman who's pregnant, her steps are deeper. And let's see if her steps are deeper. If her steps are deeper earlier, it's a proof that she is f- pregnant from the first husband. If not, it's a proof that she's pregnant from the second husband. Says the Gemara, Sometimes a woman is interested that people should want, and people should think she's pregnant from the second husband. So she's going to be able to manipulate her steps. Because she wants the husband to... She wants people to think that she's pregnant from the second. Actually, it's very interesting. The Pasuk says that by Avram Avinu, the Pasuk says that the Malach told Avram Avinu, that this time next year, your wife's son is going to have a son. And then Emes asks, why did he have to wait a year? Why wasn't nine months enough? Says the Imri Emes, because we just learned that you have to be mafkin ben zerish and nizr bekedusha between children that were conceived before they became gerim versus different children. So at that point, Avram Avinu had the bris milah. That means that's when Avram Avinu became a Jew. And that's why he separated himself from Sarah for three months. And only after he separated himself from Sarah for three months did he have relations. And therefore nine months later, which is a total of 12 months, from the time that they met the Malachim, did he have Yitzchak? Says the Gemara, But let's say we know on the contrary. We know for sure that she's pregnant from the first husband. So then there should be no reason that she should not be able to get married immediately. When we know for sure she's pregnant from the first husband, why don't we let her get married Immediately, a Malamatanya, what does the Brisa teach us? You're not allowed to marry a woman who's pregnant or nursing from a different man or nursing from a different man. And if somebody married under those circumstances, not only is he not allowed to marry her, but the Allah is that that you can't take her back. Answers the Gemara. Chazal were concerned that the reason you're not allowed to marry is not because we don't know who the father is. The concern here is that she'll get pregnant and she'll make the child, uh, she'll get pregnant and she'll cause harm to the child. And therefore, because the second child will crush the first child. So Taisus asks, but doesn't the Gemara Masech the Nida teach us that a woman who's pregnant can't get pregnant again? So why is there a concern that the second child will crush the first child, there is no second child. So, Tysus explains that what Rashi means to say, that what the Gemara says, that a woman who's pregnant can't become pregnant again, means that she can't become pregnant with a viable child. But a non-viable child, she can become pregnant with. And therefore the concern here is that the non-viable child will crush the viable child. Another shot that Taisva suggests 
is that maybe she's pregnant with twins. And what we're concerned is that by having relations, he'll crush one twin, will crush the other twin. Says the one, if that's a concern that could happen during relations, during pregnancy, so then it shouldn't just be that a second husband is not allowed to get have relations with the wife. Nami says the Gemara, even the husband, who we know is the father, should not be allowed to have relations with a pregnant wife. So says the Gemara, we learned earlier in Amasechta, on Daf Yud Beis Amid Beis, if a woman is allowed to use Moich uh, during Tashmish to avoid pregnancy. Remeis says that yes. And Chum say no, because when a Shemaim Yerachma, Kodesh Baruch Hu watches us. So says the Gemara, Il if according to Mandama that under these circumstances she could use this birth control to, con- to prevent any problem, here too, whether she's married to the first husband or the second husband, she should be allowed to use the Maich. And if we're going to follow the opinion of the Rabbonon, watches us. So when Shemaim Rachma Kodesh Baruch watches both by the second, first husband and the hus- second husband. Says the Gemara, What we're concerned here is that the woman who's pregnant, because we're concerned she's going to have relations, maybe that during the relations, the pressure of the relations will cause harm to the child. If that's the concern, says cause term. A father whose wife is a woman who's pregnant and, a, and the father of that fetus is having relations is going to make sure not to do it in a way that can harm the fetus. So as the Gemara, so then the second husband, even if he's not the father, a person it has uh, normal people, of course, are going to protect the fetus that shouldn't get concerned, that couldn't get crushed. Ella says the Gemara, the concern is differently. A woman who's pregnant is going to ultimately nurse a child. And since the Chazal wanted to be able to nurse the child, therefore, we don't want it to get married because Dilma Me'abra, maybe she'll get, ma- she'll get pregnant from the second husband. And by getting pregnant, it causes that she shall lose her milk. Ma'abah chalva, she'll lose her milk. Ma'akah chalva, she'll lose her milk. The katalai, and that will cause that the son, the baby, will die because he doesn't have anything to eat. So says the Gemara, if that's the concern, that we don't want a, 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 a nursing mother to get pregnant because we're concerned what may happen to the milk, says the Gemara, then the day nami. We shouldn't let a woman who's pregnant, nursing, get preg- have relations even with her husband, for we should be concerned what will happen to the milk supply. Says the Gemara, Didei, If something happens that she loses her milk because she became pregnant, so the husband, the father, will support the child and give him other food, eggs and milk. Says the Gemara, the dog. Nami, so ask the Gemara if that happened during the second husband's marriage, that she got pregnant, and now the first, the child of the first husband doesn't have what to eat because she loses her milk, she'll get milk and egg 
milk and eggs to feed him. Says the Gemara, Layav Labal. The husband, uh, the second husband, doesn't feel the need to support the child of the first husband. So his own child, a person whose wife can't nurse anymore, he'll do whatever it takes to feed. But he's not going to do it for somebody else's child. Says the Gemara, but if she loses her milk, and yes, she's now married to the second husband, she, she has a claim to the first husband or the first husband's Yarshim that you have to support this child that I can't nurse anymore. I lost my milk. That's the level. It's Venela Yarshim. And claim and forced them to support this child. Answers the Gemara. I'm a bay love Bezdin. A woman is embarrassed to come to Bezdin to make this claim, and therefore the child will die of starvation for Regis Benar. She'll end up with the child being dead. And therefore, says the Gemara, we don't let her get remarried until the nursing is over. The Rishonim point out, this claim that the Gemara says that she's not going to go to the Yarshim is only, says the Ritva, by an Almona. Almona left on good terms with her family. Nebuch, her husband died. And she doesn't want to now take the Yarshim to Bezdin. A Grusha, says the Ritva, is not the same. A Grusha doesn't have that type of relation with the first husband. And she doesn't have the, she doesn't have the concern of schlepping him she doesn't have the concern of schlepping him to Dintaira. Here we're learning the concept that you're not allowed to marry Muberis Chavera, Menekes Chavera. So the Paiskim discuss how long does that take? So the Shulchanar says that's 24 months. But there's a serious discussion among the Paiskim if that 24 months is still the Aloha Bismanazer. If Bismanazer, where women don't nurse for 24 months, do they have to wait the full 24 months? Or, and we've mentioned this in a previous year, if it's a situation where the woman was told that she should not nurse the baby, she's not allowed to nurse the baby, what would be the aloha? And there are many Paiskim that suggest that Chacham Tzvi says that she should get, she could get married earlier. The Rosh, in fact, says that if the mother stopped nursing and her milk supply dried up, before the death of a husband, then the, the, Amana could get married earlier. Because we're not concerned that she's going to stop nursing. She already stopped nursing before. The Chacham Shlomo says that it's only Bismanazeh that it's Bismanazeh, you don't have to wait 24 months. You could wait eight, 18 months because Bismanazeh says the Chacham Shlomo already in his time. Um, 18 months was the maximum that people would nurse. We learned in the Mishnah, all of them have to wait three months. But ask the Gemara, are all the same. So what's the point of the redundancy of words in our Mishnah? Amr Bihuda says Rabbi Huda, indeed it's all the same. And this is the way to understand the Mishnah. Both Basulus of Bulus and Amru on his Garshu that became widowed or divorced, Bain and Bainasuas, in all these situations, the Allah is that you have to wait to they should not have Erison or Nasuan until three months after the divorce or three months 
after the husband died. And really the Mishnah is saying that all the cases, no matter what the status of the woman is, and no matter what the reason the marriage terminated is. Says the Gemara, when Drash of Lozal didn't come to Yeshiva, and he met Ravasi, I missed Yeshiva today, and he was anxious to know what did he miss. The Lochs like Rabbi Yossi who taught us in the Mishnah that the Nesuas are allowed to have Erisin right away and the Erusas are allowed to have Nesuin right away because in all these cases there is no concern that she's pregnant. Mechlal, by saying that Rabbi Yochanan said that the Lochs like Rabbi Yossi, it seems that the one that disagreed with Rabbi Yossi must be a Yechidah. It wasn't the Rabbonin. Because if it was the Rabbonin, it would not be understandable how we could find that we passing like Rabbi Yossi. Isn't there a rule of Yochid Rabbim, Halach Rabbim? So ask the Ritva. Yes, normally, the Halach is Yochid Rabbim, Halach Rabbim. But there are exceptions to that rule. So ask the Ritva, how are we saying this as a, as a hard and fast fact? Because the man, the Omer that's arguing with Rabbi Yossi must be the Rabbim, then the one, if the one arguing with Rabbi Yossi is a Rabbim, we can't follow his opinion. We don't always follow the Rabbim. So I saw that Ritva explains that yes, there are exceptions to the rule that we follow the Rabbim. But even though there are exceptions to the rule that we follow the Rabbim, that's only when there's a strong reason to take that position. Here, there isn't a strong reason to feel that way, so certainly we should follow the opinion of the Rabbim. Says the Gemara in. Indeed, the one that's arguing with Rabbi Yossi is a Yochid. And the Gemara says, Vatani, we learned in a Braisa. You have a woman that's always by a parent's home. She's now with her husband. So since she's now with her husband, she certainly did not get pregnant from her husband. She was in a dispute, fighting with her husband, and she certainly wasn't having relations with him, and she wasn't pregnant from him. Her husband was in prison, so he couldn't have had relations with her. Her husband is sick. Or she's sick. Or she had a miscarriage after the husband's death. So there's no question that if she gets pregnant now, it's not from the first husband. It's a woman that doesn't have a womb, that can't get pregnant. It's a kind of an old woman that can't get pregnant. A young girl that can't get pregnant. Or She's a woman that she can't have children. Still, that all women have to wait three months. There's no reason to work. So we see who's the man that says you always have to wait. It's Reb. Mayor and Rabbi Yossi is disagreeing with Rabbi Mayor, and that's why we could pass on like Rabbi Yossi. Am Rabbi Chibar Abba, Chazbar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan retracted from what he said that Allah is like Rabbi Yossi. Am Rabbi Yossi, he had If he retracted, the reason he retracted is Mimasnisin the Karma had based on a brice that was taught in the yeshiva in Karen Biyavna, where they sat in yeshiva in rows like a vineyard. In all situations, even when we don't, even when we know that she's not pregnant from the first husband, the Allah is Says the Gemara, 
When you come to Ravur, Romele, ask him the following question. Does Rabbi Yochanan say that a Rusa could get Erison, could have Nisun right away? Where we have a Stam Mishnah, we follow the Stam Mishnah. But Tanan, and we learned in our Mishnah, which is the Stam Mishnah, Kala Noshim Loyunosu. So how can we say that Rabbi Yochanan Paskins like Rabbi Yossi? Amalei, so Rabbi Zreika said Rabbi Yirmiya, the Ramalecha, whoever asks you this question, lechosh lekemche, is not careful with what he's saying. So the Pash Peshat of the Gemara is, he's not careful with what he eats, and he doesn't, and he's not paying attention. But then I saw that the Panam Yofis says that we know that in order to understand learning, you have to have yugatu mitzasa. You have to work on understanding your learning. Just like kemach, just like flour, only, you only get flour after a lot of processing and a lot of procedures. He says, whoever asked this question, obviously, is not really working on his learning. He's not really studying that he's asking this kind of question. He's not really processing it properly. And in fact, the Panam Yofis goes on to say, that's Pshat, what it says in Pirkei Yofis, em en kemach en taira. What does it mean? Em en kemach. If, you, if your learning is not like kemach, if your learning is not something that you work on hard, en taira. Then you're learning, then you're not going to succeed in your learning. Taira has to be achieved like flowers achieved, with much study and toil. So he said, Amalei, Rav said to Yirmiya, the Ramalachow ever asked you the question, is really not the understanding. Because although we have a Stam Mishnah, but there's a Machlaikis. The Mishnah afterwards says the Machlaikis are Biyosir and Yehuda. And whenever you have a Stam, an Achkach Machlaikis, then the Allah is not like the Stam. When you have a Machlaikis Tanoim, and then afterwards you have a Stam Mishnah, the Allah Stam, which means that Rebbe went through the various opinions. And then he decided that this is the halacha. But when you have a stam, and then achakach machloikis, on the contrary, ain't halacha kistam. The halacha is not like the stam, because Rebbe showed that it should not be considered a stam, and that's certainly the halacha. Rebbe said it's still open for question and debate. Of course, the Rishonim debate, how far we do we say stam v'achach machloikis? Do we say it only in one sector? Do we say it only in one seder? It seems that all Rishonim agree that if you have a stam in one mesechte, in one seder of shas, and then you have a machloikis in a different mesechte that's in a different seder in shas, that is not considered a stam v'akach machloikis. In other words, if you have a stam v'akach machloikis in one mesechte, that's certainly in the category of stam v'akach machloikis. If you have a stam v'akach machloikis in two mesechtes, in two different sudorim, that's not considered a stam v'akach machloikis. If you have a stam v'akach machloikis in two mesechtes, but in the same seder, there we have a debate, is that considered a stam v'akach machloikis or not?